When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, hello there, dear listener. Chris Evans here, and welcome to this week's Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Sky from Virgin Radio. Coming up, the always hilarious Alan Carr gives us the latest on his sensational new series, Alan Carr's Epic Game Show, back on ITV Saturday nights. The triple threat comedian, writer, and movie director Simon Anstall has news of his upcoming stand up tour, Spirit Hole. Sunday Times best selling author Daniel Levitin leaves through the pages of his brilliant new book, The Changing Mind a neuroscientist guide to ageing well. And if that's not enough, there's still so much more to come. Dapper Dave, tell us who's first. If you miss some of your favourite game shows from yesteryear, then fear not, they're back and they're all in one place. The new series of Alan Carr's epic game show is back on ITV tomorrow night, so please welcome a man that's very epic and very Alan. It's the gorgeous Alan Carr! Morning, Al! Morning! You're looking gorgeous, my friend. Thank you. You I, really are. I'm so pleased to be here. I hate Zoom. I hate doing things on Zoom, so it's so lovely to be here and see everyone in the flesh. Right, let's talk about your show, because you want to talk about loads of things. Stay as long as you like. It doesn't matter. If you get bored, just leave. Doesn't, you don't even have to say goodbye. Uh, <laughs> right, tomorrow, Charming. tomorrow you're back, back, back on ITV. Yes. Now, you've done this before. It obviously worked. Tell us what it is. It's Name That Tune. It hasn't been on the telly for ages. Yep. Now, when I heard I was bringing it back, I was like, it was a little bit dated in the 80s when I remember it. Do you remember? And do you remember how weird it was? It was like, yeah. I can name that tune in one. Do is it? Do you know the way to San Jose by Dionne Warwick? And you're like, how do you know that? That's like witchcraft. So we're bringing, <laughs> so we're bringing it back. We've got a live band. It was so lovely to hear live music. You know, after this pandemic. Yes, yes. So fantastic singers. So much fun. Filmed it already. It's great. It's absolutely great. Right, so is, is it is it all the series named that tune this time, or are you going to go to different No, shows? we've got Bullseye, right. Strike It Lucky, you Play Your Cards Right, Price Is Right. Because, you know, and it's doing so well, but I just worry whether, because it's so camp, the right. show. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we live in a world now where you can play, you know, computer games and all that, and then I'm going, so if this bag of custard is worth more than a bag of penny pasta, you're winning the car. And, but you sort of think, <laughs> is this going to work? Yeah. But... It does. I think it does. I mean, Vassus, you had an experience the other night where you were you were going to watch something else on Sky, um, but you turned the telly on, Alan was on, and you couldn't turn it off. Yeah. We were going to watch Six Minutes to Midnight, the amazing Judy Dench yes, film, the Sky yes. original. And then and you were, it just happened to be on ITV, and you were on, and it was The Price is Right. And Caroline and I, we had sat down, we had a glass of red wine. <laughs> and we just... We just didn't immediately press the home button on the Sky Q remote and find six minutes. Oh. And we just we just started. I just wanted to see. If you give if him thirty t- seconds, yeah. it'll take an hour. <laughs> and it was. And you're right. I mean, it is so camp and it's so eighties and it's so unapologetically that we we watched the entire show and loved it. So thank you. Do you find some shows work better than others? Do you have a favourite yourself? 
Um, I, lo- I love um, play your cards right. I just love that, turning the cards. I mean, I grew up on that. Is that because of Memories of Brucey? Does yeah. that come into play as well? Yeah, it's proper pinch me stuff, you know, and you're saying all the, the catchphrases, yeah, you yeah. get two in a bed and all that, you know, it's just brilliant. <laughs> Do you ever get one? Because ca- the two in a bed, I would always get mixed up with um, Bullseye. Cause it's... Yes, and I actually did that. I said, you get nothing for a pair, not in this bed. And uh, uh, <laughs> what? Because one in the black, two in the red, nothing for a pair, and, uh, whatever it is. Yeah, but you know what? Because I, w- I had to go, to um, game show boot camp because I, was say. I did them. I did them in three weeks. So I had a day off, and then I learnt bullseye. Then strike it lucky. So it was my head was. And of course, if you get to do these shows week in week out, the same show, you know, as Brucey did, and who did bullseye again? Um, um, lovely, Jim Bowen, lovely Jim Bowen, and who who did um, who did name that tune? Well, that was Lionel Blair and Maggie Moon. Yeah, and there, I think there were a few, weren't yeah, there? Yeah, Tom O'Connor. Yeah, and you're gonna and and but they got to do the same show week in week out, so they got the rhythm and yes, they, they, yes. they they could play with it. Like when you do a pantomime, you know, three four weeks in, you're cracking all the gags everywhere. It's like, like an old Vegas act, isn't it? Exactly. You're like, yeah, yeah, this one's for you, lady, and all that. But then, yeah, you then you stop, then you learn a new one. So it kept you on your toes. Yeah, but yeah. For you. And they're, so and they're longer now as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they yeah. were half an hour, they're an hour. Yeah, and yeah. you have a right laugh. And do you know what though? With COVID, <laughs> it's like, you know, the two meter rule. I mean, even the car- had to be sanitised. Right. Higher or lower, it does sort of kill the mood a bit. You know what I mean? As someone sanitises the card. But I don't want to spoil it, but this woman, one big, screamed, ran to hug me. I ran off because I can't have her hugging me. She might have COVID. Yeah. Have you had your jab? <laughs> no, because I'm surprisingly young. I know people think I'm only 44. <laughs> have you not had the jab yet? No. And can I just say as well, <laughs> I'm trying to find <laughs> a place to eat outside. Yes. Alan Carr means nothing in this town. Be- what, because they're all booked up? Yes! I'm like, hello, it's Alan Carr here. You might have seen me on the telly. No. <laughs> I cannot get a place in London. 15th of May, Saturday night. So it's not like I'm ringing up saying, can I have a table now? Alan Carr means nothing. I'm like, hello. I even put it on a bit. You know, hello, it's Alan here. No. Why don't you try this? Try Jimmy Carr. Yes, I might. <laughs> Does that hurt? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be, yes. It, but lo- London is coming slowly coming back to life now. Mm. You know, you go, what they've done, I, t- I talk about the Gaucho Grill just because it's pre- uh, sort of um, specific and it's representative of everything else that's going on. So the Gaucho Grill, which is a great steak place, they've now basically rebuilt the restaurant in the street and it looks fantastic. And I think they might stick with it because all the restaurants have just come outside. Yes. But they've done a really good job, haven't they? But some of them haven't. The one round my corner, right. I want to say to the pub, Two deck chairs with a bit of tarpaulin over the top does not a courtyard make. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? And then it's right near the bus lane. And it's like, you know, the exhaust pipe is like blowing your food off your plate. So everything is smoked, whether you want it or not. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, but yes, yeah, some of them get it right. They get it right. But listen, I need, if anyone's listening, please, even if someone just is wants to... Is that why go- you've come on the show? That's right, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't care if you watch Epic Game Show. I just need to be fed on the 15th of May. I'll go around someone's right. house. Okay, so we need to ask why the 15th of May. Obviously, it's a special occasion. Well, it's just the only time I've got Saturday off. And um, Oh, and another another celebrity's coming, John Bishop. Well, just mention his name, for heaven's sake. Yeah, he, yeah he'll probably get in. <laughs> oh, lots of love to you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Oh, please invite me again. I, I hope you think it's worth you. it. And uh, we love seeing you. And you're you're a force for good and laughter. And you've, he's never beat... You're at the top of your game. You didn't even realise it. Do you know what? I'm going to send a picture of me and John having our meal and I'll send it to you. You could invite me. Um, all right, but uh, I'll take a picture. <laughs> Thanks, Al. 
Here we are. <laughs> Don't invite him back again, Mira. That I think we're I think we're done with Carl. The other ones, the Jim, the Jim, Jimmy's fine. I mean, we'll send you a picture. Here's what you could have won. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. From the perfection of pop world to the small screen, the silver screen, and some comedy clubs in between, our next guest has done it all. Tickets for his new tour, Spirit Hole, are on sale now, so listen up to the stand-up that's woken up to talk to us. It's the brilliant Simon Amstel. All right, Si. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm really good. Um, how are you? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm well. You are really good. You are just really good. Right, your tour, uh, simonamstall.com is where you need to go and you will not spend a more intriguing, uh, hopefully humorous um, experience than being with Simon while he's on stage and the pressure's on him and not you. Um, although, is it like that, Simon? Because I know that you feel free on stage sometimes, don't you? Because you, you do struggle um, with certain aspects of life and we'll talk about that and your tours about that as well. How, 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 uh, how sort of liberated do you feel on stage when you're in this bubble of, of, of your own making? As long as I remember, just before I go on stage, I tell myself as a ritual now, remember you enjoy this. And then I go on stage and then I'm free. Isn't that interesting? But you have to remind yourself of it. Yes, because it's tiring, you know, it's tiring being on tour. I remember being in Glasgow and I called my mum and I said, I don't know. And Glasgow was kind of like, it was just very rainy, it didn't feel very glamorous. And she said, when you go on that stage, you're not in Glasgow, you're in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Las Vegas. You can be in Las Vegas, can't you? That's for sure. Um, There's a fantastic podcast. It's with Tim Ferriss. It's called The Tim Ferriss Show. And Hugh Jackman is on one of his episodes. You should listen to it. Hugh Jackman talks about his pre-performance routine when he's he's playing a theatre show. And it's really fantastic, Si. You might want to listen to it. What does he do? I imagine he sort of jumps up and down a lot. Well, he's a big meditator, but he's always always mindful of the fact that... It's very moving when he talks about it. He talks about the fact that he must remember that some of the people we you know this will be the big night out of their year and maybe their yeah. life maybe it's the one thing they've saved up for all year and he just every single time he has this little checklist of you know this is how this is why you've got to be the best you can be in the next two hours my friend and then he taps the stage door and off he goes and it's see i mean it seems to work for him let's face it yeah i used to think i was on stage to get love from the audience so then at some point i realized the point was me loving them yeah yeah and the more you realize that the more love you have to give do you think once you turn that tap on yeah, then it's blissful. Then you're not like out there like an open wound hoping to be healed, <laughs> which is just exhausting. Oh, my God. All <laughs> uh, right, so um, headlines or headlines for the recipe of what might be in the act when Simon goes on tour. SimonHustle.com once again. This kicks off in September. There'll be more dates in 2022. And you're talking about, um, let's see here, you're talking about uh, the spiritual aspect of the personal journey of discovery you've had. You're talking about. Would you talk about your depression or not? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, will you talk about your depression, anxiety, but that? <laughs> um, not so much, actually. It's become a much more blissful show. Right. Uh, there's a lot about. I feel like in the last couple of years, I've really extracted all the shame out of me, so I'm not wandering around feeling like, oh, I need to be someone better or someone more appropriate or more acceptable. I feel like very, um, I feel very in my body and blissed out in my being. And I feel like it's going to be a really joyful show. And I'm going to be so happy to be doing a show. It's been a long time. 
before b- b- between shows, you know. So I'm, I think this is the most excited I've ever been about well, a tour. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have will be having now. They may not see it see it because they may not have the right perspective. But you know, in years to come, they will have their pre-COVID and post-COVID career or pre-COVID um, perspective on life and post-COVID perspective on life we will have had this sort of natural half time that not many people are blessed or blighted with you know obviously it happened to to my parents with world war Two. but you've also got your alongside that in parallel with that you've got your pre-ayahuasca and post-ayahuasca simon anstall now for people who have, haven't got a clue what the heck i'm talking about can you just <laughs> give us give us a bit more on that ayahuasca is a healing plant medicine that's been used by the indigenous people of uh, peru the rainforest for many years hundreds, thousands of years, and it's an incredibly healing um, ceremony that you go through. You were, So, for example, you go, like, in, I, I did this about a year and a half ago, and um, for the second time, and it turned out I was full of shame, and then I ended up just dancing naked in the jungle, and uh, the word spirit hole, the, the title spirit hole comes from this experience. I was guided, I can't, I don't know if I can talk about this in the morning, but I was guided towards my spirit hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and, um, well, if there's room, I'm better. in. I'm in your spirit hole. Yeah, Let me tell you, I'm definitely up for this. It was worth the money. Simon, I've never seen you live. I can't wait to come and see you live. So I oh, ask, yeah, it is talked about a lot. Now, you, this, is a gui- you, you ha- this has to be a guided experience. How did you first hear about it? Um, how much did you have to think about um, experiencing it? And they do say, you know, it's a, a two-time trip is probably most advisable. Um, whether the first one goes one way or another, just tell us more. Just tell us more about it because it's people are talking about this a lot at the moment. Okay, so uh, so the first time was about eleven years ago. I was with some old school friends. We were having a dinner. One of them had just come back from Peru, and he he looked like he was eight years old. He was just full of joy. And uh, he was free. He was suddenly free. And I, I, and I was coming to, well, not, I thought, didn't know it was the end of my talking therapy, but I was coming to the end of about two years of talking therapy. And I felt that there was something I couldn't quite get to. Like we were still trying to uncover some bit of trauma so that I could be all right. And um, I thought I need whatever he's had. And so I just, I, just, I just booked the flight and went without much research. And luckily it was a really good place really good shaman and after four ceremonies I, I really got to the root of the depression and the anxiety I saw I had a vision of where it first began I saw myself in the womb I saw myself in uh, in a pram being rocked by my mother and then I saw a moment that was scary where my baby self decided that he needed to do something to change his reality and through the medicine I realized but there was nothing I can do. The medicine seemed to say, you were just a baby. You couldn't even crawl. And so I was able to forgive myself for not doing anything in that moment. And I saw all the connections. I saw all the moments that led to me becoming this awkward, anxious person. And I was free. I was free of all of it. Well, Simon, uh, carry on being you because you're, you're a lovely human being. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. If you want to know more about what happens when we age, we recommend you turn the page of our next guest book. The Changing Mind is out now and here with news on how you can put off being put out to pasture is the only neuroscientist <laughs> on earth to have played the saxophone with Sting. It's Daniel Levitin. All right, Daniel. Wowie. 
<laughs> what a reception. Oh, my goodness. Now, one of the last things you did live in a studio was appearing on this show just over a year ago now, talking about the hardback, uh, the original um, publication of your book, The Changing Your Mind. So for people who didn't hear that, a little bit of an elevator pitch from your good self about this book, please. Okay, as we're going up, uh, second floor is ladies' <laughs> lingerie. <laughs> the third floor is going to be homewares, housewares. Uh, the, the Changing Mind is a book really that I wrote for people of any age, uh, including life hackers in their 20s and 30s or people in their 40s who are just looking ahead. What are the things that we know about the brain that neuroscientists have discovered primarily over the last 10 years that will help us to better prepare to be at our peak uh, as long as possible and as often as possible? What, what can we do to tweak the brain to uh, habits that we can adopt that will allow us to be productive, happy, uh, and, and and healthy. Okay, so tweak the peak. Uh, give us some little takeaways, some tempting takeaways, if you don't mind. Well, what, you know, we were talking about music. One of the things is that people use music as a kind of mood alteration, the way they might use drugs. You have coffee to help you get up in the morning. You might have a drink of single malt to help you relax at the end of the day. Make mine an Oban, please. And um, people around the world use music to help them get out of bed in the morning, to get through an exercise workout, to calm them after an argument. And music turns out to be therapeutic. There's now a lot of evidence that music is good for your health if it's music that you like uh, and if it's music that is helping you to reach some emotional goal. So music, big tick, exercise, big tick. Um, give us some takeaways to do with life hacking and exercise and mental health. Well, so, you know, exercise is interesting. We all hear that we've got to be running more and faster and up hills and all this kind of stuff. And sure, that's great. But the biggest enemy uh, of, of brain health, the quickest way to lead into um, your brain not functioning well is sedentarism. If we could just get up off the couch a little more often and walk around the house or walk around the block, there's a new understanding that interacting with the environment, physically being outdoors in the environment and, and walking through it, uh, especially on uneven surfaces, is tremendously restorative for the brain and taps into an ancient evolutionary connection with, are you ready for this? Go on. The hippocamp The hippocampus which is the seat of memory. So we evolved to geo-navigate. When we're out in the world, moving around, we're actually strengthening our general memory. We've started trail running, my wife and I, instead of um, flat road running, and we find it so much more enjoyable. And also it it's it's far less it, it it's more effortful and our whoops go literally off the charts with the, when they have the metrics of effort and energy we've expired and or recovering all this kind of stuff but um they seem easier even though they're more effortful because they're more varied because they're up and down and they're, they're wonky and they're, there's rough terrain as you've just been talking about but also they seem to pass quicker because our there's less a less of a repetitive aspect to them, but also because it's like it's like gamifying a run for our body, for our biomechanics, and for our mental navigation skills. It's you know five hours seem literally seems to fly by. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? OMG! This is the reason I love coming on your show. What a great insight. Um, 
Yeah, it's the varied environment. It's the lack of repetition. It's the lack of symmetry. Uh, you know, the the world of buildings is very symmetric. It's got uh, perpendicular quarters and edges and things. The natural world is constant stimulation for the brain. Look, the, if, if nothing else, the brain uh, is a giant change detector. And it kind of slows down and habituates when it's environments that are not varied, uh, uh, when it's in environments that are not varied. And so the natural world, anything can happen. It's, it's a tremendously important stimulus that arouses all different regions of the brain, the front, the back, the left, the right, the top, the bottom. And you know, the key here is that you want to keep your brain challenged and interested in what's going on at any age. And doing so will help you be better prepared for old age because you'll have built up really what the athletes would call um, – Athletic reserve or muscular reserve, you're building up cognitive reserve. All right, just before you go, speak to this. Just give us a minute on this if you can. Uh, I heard something yesterday. I read it actually yesterday in um, Dan Harris's book, which is called Ten Percent Better, which you may have heard of, you may have read, and he wrote this uh, this little. Um, affirmation down and he said look if you've got rid of your demons today that's fine yeah your demons may have left the building but mark my words they're in the car park doing push-ups <laughs> <laughs> well yes it's, it suggests we need a long-term strategy for dealing with our demons yeah and you know that's that's part of healthy lifestyle eating eating healthy foods when you can and and moving around more movement is the imprisoned corollary of exercise exercise is great but as you found just simple movement is important and then having having a good so you know one of the big ideas in in the book the changing mind is to associate with new people whenever you can and and keep your old friends too yeah. Um, and keep them close. Having a social support network, family and friends that you can count on, that you trust, that helps those demons doing push-ups seem a little less <laughs> ominous. <laughs> so cool. Um, brilliant. So, so it's pruning. It's looking after what's already there, tending those roots, making sure uh, they get the um, right amount of water and sunshine, and then uh, cutting them back and looking for new growth is what you're talking about. Yes, and, and make new friends, keep the old. One is silver, the other is gold. Oh, man, what a way to end. You're the best. Daniel Levitin, his book is The Changing Mind. It's the paperback version of the hardback we talked about last year. It's already a Sunday Times bestseller and it's perfect beach read. Dan, thanks for your time, man. So great to see you again. Cheers, pal. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
So we've heard from three magnificent guests already, but there's still so much more to come on the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Sky, mental health advocate and pavement pounder Jake Tyler discussing his brand new book, A Walk from the Wild Edge. Award-winning comedian Rose Matafeo gets us giggling with tales from her hysterical comedy, BBC One's Starstruck and managing director and owner of Iceland Supermarkets. Richard Walker turns to Studio Green with his new book, A Manifesto for Corporate Activism, The Green Grocer. All of that goodness is just around the corner. So without further ado, let's get right back to it. Dapper Dave, who are we talking to next? From star of stand-up to a titan of telly and waiting, our next guest is going stratospheric. All episodes of her brand new series, Starstruck, drops on BBC iPlayer this Sunday. And here to tell us more is the Kiwi comedian that knows her way around the funnies. It's the brilliant Rose Matafeo. Good morning, Rose. <laughs> Good morning. How are you this morning? Very well. Thank you so much for hanging on in the sunshine today. Congratulations. Everybody loves your new show. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe not everybody. I hope so. I hope there's at least one person out there that really hates it, but everyone else loves it. Well, everybody that's watched it here, including <laughs> myself, loves it. And that's wonderful. Your good old pal Rachel is here. Rachel Horn. Hello, Hi, Rachel. Rose. How are you Lovely doing? To, I'm good. Lovely to hear you. I, I, it's been so long since I've actually seen you in person. I know. That, well, I've seen you, but not in person on screen on this show, <laughs> and I loved every single minute of it. What oh, inspired thanks, you Rachel. to write it? Um, well, basically, I mean, to be honest, it was, it was that I just wanted to see a nice rom-com. I think, I think that's as basic as it was. I, I, I think um, it's quite a sweet and gentle show, and I love rom-coms. I'm very, very obsessed with them, and I thought it was the perfect kind of outlet for my, I guess, type of comedy. Um, and, you know, it's always nice to write yourself into a rom-com when you've got nothing going on in your own romantic <laughs> life. You know, it's, it's wishful thinking. It's the time of the pandemic. It's an aspirational show. <laughs> yeah, and you might manifest in real life. You exactly. Know, often. <laughs> so all episodes available of Starstruck from this Sunday. Yes. Um, so the, the, there's a spo- there is a spoiler um, that Rachel sort of... <laughs> well, Hinted? I, I should well, just, just, just it's said that not a spoiler. No, because the, the clue's in the title. How much do you want to say about the, this, the initial setup of what goes on in your, your brand new show? Your very, well, very so funny brand premise, new show. The premise of Southwick is that uh, myself, I play a character called Jessie. She is in her late 20s. She lives in London. Wow, what a far cry from actual me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I, I did fabricate was that um, Jessie's character um, finds herself. She has one night stand on, on New Year's Eve with a person who turns out to be an incredibly famous film star, um, which has not happened to me yet again. Manifestation, wishful thinking. So, um, yeah, that's the basic premise, and it's kind of the, the story of the show uh, that kind of is the will-they-won't-they they kind of relationship um, through the course of the series. So, yes. What is that setting me up for, Chris? Yeah, well, um, tune in, everyone, and find out. And all episodes available. And the 20 minutes. Now, the 20-minute decision is a great decision for so many yeah. different reasons. Tell us about your thinking behind it. Well, I mean, honestly, if you watch, because so many people, I guess, watch uh, these shows uh, sort of in a row. And, and sometimes I, 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 I feel like I, I wish people could take their time. You know, it plays um, on at 10.45 every Monday on BBC One. So if people want to do the old school, legit way, one episode a week, that's awesome as well. But I think the whole, fil- uh, the whole show kind of almost feels like a film if you watch it back to back. It's a kind of an odd film, but... It's one single narrative um, that you can follow from episode one to six. And so those 20-minute episodes mean that if you squish them all together, it's basically a feature film length. I and, um, see. I think that's Clever. a great... So it's a great... But then for me, with the attention span of, of the goldfish, I like having 20-minute episodes so I can watch 20 minutes 
go away, potter around, do something, and come back to it. So, so this, however this, you like to watch it, you know. So there's a couple of cries. There's a couple of cries for help here. Uh, they're not too, too covert. <laughs> one is, can I have a boyfriend, please? And can can he be a film star in real life? <laughs> and the second one is, look, Hollywood, I can actually make a film. This is these are six episodes disguised as a rom com. This is you're so clever. Yeah, no, I mean, it could have been a film. It could have been a television show. It could have been a, an entry in my diary. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It could have operated in many different ways, but uh, thankfully, uh, BBC has decided to make it into a TV show. Yeah, but so ingenious for one so single. Um, for, for, for me? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, but to be honest, honestly, the more I write it, the right. more I realise I'm deeply happy. A happy deeply single. happy. Yeah, I I'm coming. like, I actually do get to the point where I'm like, oh, why, why are you guys kissing? Gosh, Blah. no. Especially in, a, especially in a time like this. I'm like, yeah. no, what? Yeah. Weird. Interesting. So, yeah. Very Alter interesting. Ego. Um, all right, so your favourite rom-coms. Come on, we've touched on them. It's always a great game for the radio. Gives you gives you top sure. three rom-coms. Top three, um, number one, When Harry Met Sally, an almost perfect oh, script, an yes. absolute classic. Yeah. Number two, Moonstruck, an underrated hit. Um, Cher, Nicolas Cage, Go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's mm-hmm. just perfect. Go on. And three, I think I'd have to I have to say Bridget Jones because it truly changed. It, it was just life-changing for me as a teenager. Yeah. And so got a lot of respect for it. Sounds like you have more in you. Give us your top five. Because it sounds like you're ready for that question. Oh, yeah, totally ready. I mean, like, I, I'd say, oh. But then they get weirder. Like, um, Sweet November is an older um, film. Sweet Charity, I think, is not necessarily a rom. I, I'm big into films. I, I love films. And, and I um, I... Uh, I, that's why I put in the character, but she works in a cinema and it's kind of like a way for me to like nerd out about movies <laughs> in a way that, um, yeah, I can, can be useful. Well, Rose, wow. good. How are you feeling? How are you feeling ahead of your big oh. BBC One sitcom premiere? How, how does <laughs> it feel? Thought, how does it feel? Yeah. Oh, it feels, it, no, it feels absolutely fine. I mean, it feels, a bit, it feels like it's a, something that's got, um, gone on too far. It feels very surreal. And a bit of a joke. You're like, I, can't, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't make. I'm from New Zealand. What the heck? So, um, I yeah, I'm I'm surprised that it's gone this far. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very healthy mindset, yeah. let me tell you. Um, many people, including myself, could have benefited from that in the past. Um, I was coming completely the other way for about no, 15 I, years. I'm too humble. I'm humble to a fault. To be yeah, fair. Well, good for you. Maybe. <laughs> well, Rose, it's lovely to talk to you. I've never talked to you before. Good luck with this, and please stay in touch. Yes, lovely. Have a great weekend, guys. Yeah, Bye. same to you. All right, Starstruck, all episodes available on the BBC iPlayer from this Sunday. I've seen episode one. You've seen episodes one and two, Rachel. Oh, the first five minutes of episode two. Just imagine when you're walking down the street and you create your very own me movie in your head of how you would act if you had a soundtrack underneath. It's genius. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. With nothing more than a pair of boots and a backpack, our next guest turned his life around and wrote it all down. His memoir, A Walk, from the wild edge is out now and here to explain how putting one foot in front of the other is often the first step to a brighter future it's the brilliant jake tyler good morning jake good morning Welcome what to an the intro show. i know he's very good isn't he very good okay you better live up to it um, <laughs> but we're all fans anyway we've all read your book i've seen your ted talk um so give us give us a, a minute um give us an elevator pitch for your story for to get people into the story so we can talk more about it okay so um a few years ago i, I circumnavigated Great Britain on foot and uh, I did so in the wake of um, probably a a period of I I still don't know how to describe it really a kind of an all-time low like a a period of mental ill health and um, it's it's not something I'd ever dreamt of doing before you know I'm not an endurance athlete by nature I'm not this like big adventure guy 
but something something happened and and I felt like I really needed to be out in nature and strip life back and just be outside all the time and away from the city and um yeah decided to walk around the whole of Britain and sort of exhibit the natural splendor of it and and I don't know try try to encourage other people as well to deal with their own mental health in a sort of positive exercise nature led way yeah. so the first day of the walk where from and where to first day was um Brighton to Worthing and I I stayed with a mate of mine um at his pub in Worthing and I mean, old habits die hard, don't they? And <laughs> at the time, at the time, I just drinking and having a good time was right. still an excuse. You know, if I was having a good day, if I was having a celebration, if I was having a bad day, you have a drink at the end of it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it was just, it felt like a celebration day. And I got there and I stayed with, stayed with my mate there and I got so hammered that night. It was the, it was the night that um, we lost to Greece in the, in the Euros, is it? Yeah. Uh, no, we, sorry, we lost to um, Iceland. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, we won against Greece quite famously, didn't we? With the we drew, but we only needed the draw with a David Beckham free kick at yeah, Old yeah. Trafford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt like it's a win. Essentially yeah. a win. Yeah, yeah. I watched that yesterday, actually. By the way, you oh, haven't you have a touch of the Icelandic about you? Yeah, do I? Yeah, yeah, no, I get that a lot actually. Yeah, a bit right, of a so, Nordic edge. Yeah. So did you get up the next day? Was it day I did, one? I didn't walk anywhere the next day. Oh, I was, really? Yeah, I was too. So you took over. day two off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of this three pounds out, mate. I honestly like the whole book is just a series of 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 because I'm just not that kind of person person at all i just mess up continuously after two weeks i lost my boot i lost my boot trying to wade through the sea and i had to buy a new pair of boots you know i stayed i stayed with really sort of questionable people along the way and i just yeah the the whole the whole book is basically me just walking around just just like any person walking around britain i mean there's the the thing is i take loads of inspiration from these kind of endurance athletes and adventure athletes who you take on these quite like sort of absurd challenges like sean conway and Elise Downing, we were just talking about, who uh, who sort of run constantly all day, every day, mm. and they, they're sort of a, a picture of health. But for me, I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I just wake up every morning in my tent and be like, right, OK, so how do I do this again? And just try and put it down and start walking again and get lost and everything. It was just, it took me so long to get to grips with what I was doing. Um, but by the end, I, I, you know, I can't believe how, how healthy I was. So you lost two stone? Yeah, thereabouts. And, yeah. and could you men- put it back on now? Mentally, you, well, you don't look like it, but me- mentally, <laughs> you know, how how different did you feel, and how what are the metrics that you could measure that by? I mean, just enjoying life and, and enjoying my time, because I, at the time, at the risk of going a bit too low, when I when I was in that period where I was sort of like, you know, I just didn't want to be here anymore, I did, you know, and I'd even forgotten what happy felt like. And when you're in that sort of state, I really, you know, it's it's a really, really tough place to be in because for me, you know, when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling as low as I do and when it's over a really prolonged period of time, it's it's like when I remember myself feeling happy, I, can't, I kind of feel like that version of me is is an act and, and I've put it on. And actually this this me here, this sad kind of lonely person is really who I am. So why am I going to try anymore? Mm. You know, what's the point of that? You know, all I'm going to do is, you know, if I'm going to get out of here, all I'm going to do is learn how to be fake again, learn how to be a fake sort of happy. Yeah. And it's obviously not true. You know, depression lies to you. It's, it's not it's not a true... You know, because when I do become happy again, I think, oh, wow, God, why was I so sad? You know, what have I got to be sad about? It's, it's that much of a swing. One can never see the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And um, and so I guess a, a barometer of, of me um, feeling like, this had actually worked was the fact that I look back on that really all-time low period as almost like a time where 
you know, I was sort of indulging in sadness to some extent. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, it's about the it's about the connection. It's about the attachment because sadness can happen to you, but it doesn't mean it is you. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so, you know, waking up every day and yeah, obviously a couple of days I, I messed up and you know giving up the drinking was something that I eventually did at, at one point because I you know I thought, why am I why am I even doing this yeah. you know I've got all these it's doors all in my head it's all the same thing isn't yeah it? it is like I've got all these doors in my head which which let depression in and I don't know how mo- most of them open but one of them definitely opens when I when I drink so why isn't that one all just boarded up and yeah. you know well, let's just leave that one out of it and it's, it's weird it took me about 2,000 miles of walking and meeting people and going yeah let's get a couple of beers for me to actually realise that actually this is this is doing me no yeah, good whatsoever. Yeah, I love a physio You know, you fill yeah. your boots, but I love a physio Yeah, but rounds is rounds, isn't it? That's the unfortunate thing. <laughs> no, that's just <laughs> a rubbish phrase. And I've heard it, I've said it a million times and I've heard it about a thousand times. So I know exactly what you mean. Okay, thank you. Thank you so Thanks much for coming for to see us. You're a lovely person. Oh, you You're too. You're very special. Thank you. Jake Tyler, A Walk from the Wild Edge, out now. It's a cracker. Is there an Audible? Have you audible? It is an Audible, and I'm reading it as well. Okay, perfect. Yeah. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Our next guest takes being chilled to a whole new level. His new book, The Green Grocer, is out now and here to explain exactly why, for the good of the planet, mum should go to Iceland. It's the managing director of Iceland, the ice cool dude that is Richard Walker. Good morning, Richard. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Very well. Very well indeed. I took a cold shower as instructed this morning, so I'm feeling very fresh. Well, you know, for, um, from a man who runs Iceland, cold to you shouldn't be an issue. I should issue. have been doing that all my life. <laughs> of course you should. Uh, it is funny, isn't it? Because you go to an Iceland store, especially on a hot day, just for a cool down. I mean, that is, that, that's that's fun. There you go. Off. Hang out in the freezer. That's uh, before we go any further, the big retail food story of the last seven days. You know what it is. It's Colin the Caterpillar versus Cuthbert the Caterpillar. It's M&S versus... This is Aldi. Will they end up in court? Aldi is saying, come on now, let's sell all these birthday discounted or inexpensive chocolate <laughs> cakes for the for the good of charitable causes yeah. for Macmillan Cancer, which is M&S's uh, big cancer charity that they support. Aldi is saying, what about Teenage Cancer Trust, which is ours? Um, come on, you're, you you have skin in the I game. I, uh, Tell us about this, Richard. Well, actually, you wouldn't expect me to say this, but I think it's awesome by, by Aldi. You know, it's, it's a bit of fun. It all goes to charity. Um, we don't have an insect-related cake anymore I've got a, I've called my team this morning and I said we must get onto it but the reason we took it off is because it had palm oil in and actually some of those other um, caterpillar cakes are full of palm oil which shows how um, ubiquitous it is but there we go um, no I think I think it's all quite amusing really. well, okay now you've gone onto palm oil so um, have you recovered 2018 it was so it's three years ago have you recovered recovered from the Piers Morgan palm oil battering that you took <laughs> on GMB that I watched last night and I couldn't quite believe Leave it. <laughs> Do you know I really enjoyed it? There must be something strange about me, but I think um, business business people need to be held to account more. And I'm more than happy to to answer tough questions. <laughs> and he certainly gave it that. He's also a bit of a pantomime villain. I mean, behind the scenes, he's actually always been very polite to me. And ironically, a big admirer of our work, which I suppose is contradictory to his public persona. Okay, now the blurb on the front of the book, Piers Morgan says, on the front of your book, The Green Grocer, a one man's manifesto for corporate activism, one of the most impressive business leaders in the UK. Was that pre-2018 or post-2018? <laughs> that was uh, that was about two months ago. He right. sent me a lovely email. I sent him a draft of the book and he sent back a... So that is legit. That was a, from a, a paragraph where he was bigging me up. Now, if people want to go and watch the nine-minute uh, palm oil um, um, uh Oh, well, I don't know what you call it. It was definitely a bum fight. If, if, if you can have a palm oil, a, a bum fight to do with palm oil, I suppose you can. Um, did he? At what point was he making, and did he have a point? 
Yeah, he, he was saying, is it um, contradictory that um, the products uh, that aren't Iceland-owned label have palm oil in and you'll still continue to sell them? Um, and it's a fair point. If you're so ethically against palm oil, why are you still selling products with palm oil in? But of course, our commitment was never to take out palm oil from uh, branded products, only Iceland-owned label, which we did. Um, and uh, But I suppose that's the ambiguity and you know the tough choices that we take as a, as a business that is in business to make money as well let's try and do the right thing along the way. And so since then, three years hence, you know what I'm going to ask you next, how many of the products that you sell still have palm oil in them? And have you, I, have you, had, done, have you had conversations with branded uh, product producers saying, come on, guys, you've really got to sort this out? We've led the way here. Um, yeah. uh, what's happened since? Yeah, so um, no Ison products have palm oil in, full stop. Um, we still sell just under half of the products we that we sell in our stores. Uh, so, I don't know, five, 600 products uh, would have palm oil in. Um, but uh, no Ison own label does. And um, we've been had calls from all over the world from uh, competitors and from brands saying, how have you done it? Because it wasn't done before. Why have you done it? And uh, we'd love to learn more. So it has been really interesting. Google searches of the phrase palm oil after our campaign went up 10,000% because of the band ad. And um, I think we just wanted to get people talking about it, which we absolutely succeeded. And we did push the industry to new uh, pledges on zero deforestation, which is ultimately what it was all about. All right, good for you. Right, so I read your book cover to cover yesterday and I was very intrigued about it. And um, so... So, so a couple of uh, more sort of uh, only because Piers isn't here. All right, so so it's only because Piers is get all Piersy on no, me. No, I'll get a bit Piersy on you, but then we'll get on to, to to other stuff. Which is and it, by the way, there's a lot of good in here. But one of the things you say in the beginning of the book is you know you're you're anti over processed foods. I don't even know what that means as a phrase. You are the foods are either processed or they're not. What do you mean over processed? Well, I suppose uh, foods that have been messed around with too much and. Um, Often, you know, cheap food can be overly processed in that it's not very natural or it's full of artificial colours, flavourings, preservatives. And people think, well, who's Ison to say that? And I think, you know, everyone knows us in the UK and uh, everyone has an opinion on us, but actually we have led the way on a lot of things. So we're the first to ban artificial colours, flavourings, preservatives 20 years before M&S. But I suppose, again, that's some of the contradictions and the ambiguity that comes with trying to do the right thing. We're not perfect. We're not even a sustainable business. I'm the first to say that. We're a high volume mass market food retailer subject to many contradictions but to quote Voltaire don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good no, and no, um, no. we're just trying to do what we can where we can so we're encouraging scratch cooking and uh, uh, food education working with Marcus Rashford um, talking about how people can cook more at home and I think we have a role and a responsibility uh, and a part to play in that so but what when I mean you know you say food can be over processed processed food a lot of processed food you know salt oil and sugar we talk about it a lot on the show you know mm. it's addictive it's to do with the top line, a top top line sort of, um, what do they call it? Um, uh, mouth pleasure, initial taste that keeps you going. Then, but actually below that, it all tastes quite beige. But there isn't a metric that says some food is processed and other food is overprocessed. You have sort of that is convenient. You've sort of made that up, haven't you? You you don't know where that line is between what's processed and in your mind overprocessed. Well, this is where the government can come in because in a total free market, um, we you know that will there'll always be cheaper, cheaper, saltier, sugarier food, um, and I think. That that's where government intervention is key. So we've been reducing uh, sugar by 10% every year for the last...
last couple of years from but that's because the government told us to yeah. and uh, there's going to be new reg- regulations on sticking chocolate bars next to tills which we'll no longer do it'll probably be bad for business but you know what it's the right thing it to is do. the right thing to do it's the right thing to do awesome alright the book is and I'm sure you all want to read it The Green Grocer One Man's Manifesto for Corporate Activism and the No Makeup Makeup Cell yeah. for his company <laughs> Very as well, well done. Yeah. where's the nearest Iceland to Vassos do you think he lives in Barnes he ne- occasionally the occasions in Whitstable but he you got Hammersmith lives. just had a refit give that a yeah, whirl the Hammersmith Bridge is closed it takes about <laughs> two hours to get there <laughs> thank you Richard thank you so much I hope I didn't pummel you I didn't it really was great it's fine you happy with that yeah I loved it okay the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio thank you so much for listening to this the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quinn's Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.